Blazer fans, happy new year and welcome back to the Blazer Victory Podcast. This is your host, John Duncan, and I'm joined as always with my co-host, Darren Smith. Darren, did you guys have a good uh, new year and a good Christmas? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we definitely had a... It was great. It, this holidays was really good. Uh, and this new year's definitely probably overdid it. Have you ever seen... Uh, Don Lamont on CNN on New Year. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I probably had one too many a little bit and kind of was hurting some yesterday, but I was able to recover, ready to get back into the swing of things for 23. So um, I'm praying and hoping that every Blazer fan had a good New Year and that uh, we're ready to conquer our goals for this year. Ready to see the Blazers go under. Ready to see the Blazers have in football have a a Tulane like story. Oh, I this. tell you what, man, something <laughs> to, like that. Like I didn't get to watch it live, but seeing what they did to to USC, which I mean, it was, it was amazing. It, it was amazing. I mean, that team that Tulane beat, like they were a win away from making the college football playoff, and. And also, just to see what TCU did, you know, beating Michigan. Hey, just yes. a few years ago, TCU was in Conference USA. So it's not too far-fetched to maybe, hey, in a few years, see the Blazers uh, getting involved in that big dance. So Yeah, it's all about believing. And then, it know, is. The, the, I know the subject at hand today is basketball. And I feel like we might be that much closer in basketball. I mean, our record, you know, there's 12 and 2. Yes, and, and we're and we're rolling. I, feel, I I really feel like we've found our identity. Um, and, and I feel like you know, Eric Gaines found himself offensively. We'll get into the weeds of it, but I think AK and the staff got this. Got the got the guys rolling. I feel like we're um, a legit team now. Yeah, no doubt. I I agree 100 percent with that. And you know, especially coming off these last two games with UTEP, well, and UTSA, but really that UTEP game, I think. Uh, you know, was something that you this UAB team had to go through um, to kind of find themselves. But but we'll get get to that in just a minute. I know you guys are just happy to see another episode in your feed. My apologies, we were not able to do an episode last week before the new year. Um, the Duncan household was battling some sickness right after Christmas, but knock on wood, <laughs> fingers crossed. I think we are in the clear. I'll knock on wood. Uh, but guys. If you're not subscribed to the Blazer Victory Podcast, go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening to us right now, whether that's on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, wherever you're listening to us now, hit that subscribe button so you do not miss any future episodes of the Blazer Victory Podcast. And also, if you haven't bought a t-shirt or a hoodie, you can always help support the Blazer Victory Podcast by going to storefrontier.com slash blazerpod. Again, that's storefrontier.com slash BlazerPod to help uh, support the Blazer Victory Podcast. And, you know, Darian and I have some really good plans for uh, the new year for 2023 for the Blazer Victory Podcast. So keep your uh, keep your ears peered. You know, we'll maybe have an announcement. I don't know. But uh, we we're, don't want to say too much. But we are working on some things for uh, the Blazer Victory Cooking it up, cooking it up. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, Darren, you know, I know the guy, or I know uh, the guys and gals are really excited to hear us talk some basketball. 
it's been a while, but yeah, let's talk about this UAB basketball team. 12 and 2 now. They, like you just said, I feel like they're clicking on all cylinders right now. Um, I, I guess let's recap the UTEP game and the UTSA game. But I mean, I really kind of want to own it, uh, hone in on the UTEP game. I mean, UAB able to get it done last Thursday night against UTEP, 79 to 73 in double overtime. And Darian. <laughs> How how weird, well, how fitting is it that the last time that UAB uh, faces off against the UTEP Miners in Bartow Arena as conference mates in Conference USA, that this game goes to double overtime? <laughs> it's fitting now on the other side of it is, is, is like, you know, it's UTEP, we doing this again. But it is good to be on the winning side of it. Especially oh, with so much to lose this year, I, I know I. So I'm gonna explain myself because I sent out a tweet like, "Hey, this was a bad loss." Now we was down five, like 30 seconds to go, and and um they had the ball. It looked like it was over with. It looked like we squandered our opportunities, you know. And I'm just like, ah, you know, like so for me, I'm so invested in games. If I see it going away. I tend to try to let me go ahead and disconnect because if not, it's going to be on my head. It's like, I I know, John, I know you're a diehard UAB fan also. If you go to sleep and it's one of those games you knew we should have had, we could have, should have, even if we didn't deserve that game and we let it slip away, it can bother you. Like, it can really mess up your day. Mm-hmm. It can mess up your night if you don't do nothing about it. So, I, I went ahead and tried to disconnect myself, but I was I was happily wrong. I was so wrong to be happy to see that we were able to push it to double OT. And we were able to come out with the victory against UTIL. And I know we can get I just felt like I had to had to kind of explain myself for sending out that early tweet um, as if it, 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 it comes off as if you don't believe in your team. But. I believe in my team, guys. Y'all got to let fans. <laughs> I'm a fan, too. You got to let people disconnect when they can. Just let them be a fan. Let us go through emotions. Don't don't try to tone police everybody on how they should be a fan. But, yeah, that's all. I believe in this team. I love this team. Hey, Just, and, I mean, that's what social media is for. I mean, right. <laughs> you know, hey, I wasn't even going to bring it up, man. But, you, yeah, I, I agree 100%. Um, I, I don't tweet as much as I used to back in the day. Um, but I I totally understand where you're coming from, and Blazer fans would be lying if they <laughs> if they you know thought the other end that this game was never in doubt for UAB. I mean, this was whew, this was, the UAB was lucky to get out of get a get a dub uh, Thursday night against UTEP. Um, and, and I meant to say this uh real quick before we get any further into the UTEP discussion. Um, guys, UAB's got a huge game this Thursday in Boca against FAU. Like. You look at Ken Palm, you look at the net rankings, like, especially the net rankings, this FAU team that UAB is going to play Thursday is better than what UAB faced in Morgantown earlier against uh, West Virginia. So this is going to be a huge game, and we'll get into that in a few minutes, but we are going to continue. Just recapping the UTEP game, and we'll get into the UTSA game as well. Uh, But Darian, you know, again, very gutsy win for UAB, 79-73, double overtime. This was a game that UAB, I mean, that UTEP led most of the game. And in fact, in the second half, you know, they led by double digits. They led by as many as 11 points in the second half. 
UAB <laughs> couldn't make a shot to save their life. Uh, they shot a season low 36.4% from the field. I mean, you look at UAB's backcourt, Darian, I mean, they were not doing very well at all. Uh, I feel like the bright spot out of this UTEP game was Butter Johnson. I mean, yes, yes. Coming Jeez. in clutch, 14 points, eight rebounds. Three of those eight were offensive rebounds. But that last shot with, was it about 30, no, but 29 seconds left in the game to nail a three on a pass from Eric Gaines to take a two point lead as a freshman, Darian, to make that shot. Yes. Wow. To, have, to have that confidence. Yes. And be so sure of yourself as a freshman. And um, I know after the game, <clears throat> hey, you know, they was asking AK about him and how impressed they were. I like that. I, I like the fact that AK said he's a big guard. He is. You know, he's he's a thick guy. He's not he's not slim. He got some meat on him. He's um he's about six four, six you know about six four, six five in that range, and he has true skill. So where he's kind of like, I think he's a little bit a little bit bigger than Tav- Taven Loving. Um, but he has a shooting. He has a mid range game. He can shoot the three. He can take you off the the dribble, so he has a complete game. Um, he's physical. He's a good defender. He's young, and he's going to do nothing but get better. So I like that that he he is so multifaceted as a guard, and he has that size on him, you know, so they can't pick on him. A lot of times, what UTEP was able to do. Oh yeah, before I move before I move on to that, another guy I wanted to point, point out was KJ Buff, and I love how defensively he's been finding this role if you notice a lot of times if we want to shut down an opponent and we go to this trap kind of look but we always have kj buffing out in front and he does a great job of getting his hands up just being physical he's about six eight he can move really well he's so versatile defensively i did not know that was part of his game i don't know if he just developed that this year but he is he needs to be pointed out, like, the way that he's – I didn't know he could guard. I mean, sometimes we have him out there on point guards. This guy is a four. He's a four. He's a power four mainly. And he gets out there. He guards guards, wing, wings here, switch on to a big. That switchability in today's game defensively is, like <laughs> – because it's so positionless basketball in, in, in today's age. But it's – ability to just guard anybody i think he has seven steals yes. um that utip game that is insane seven steals is insane so he 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 hits the glass he puts up points he can shoot uh threes and jumpers here and there he's physical offensive rebounds kj buffin has really developed into to, in my eyes the second most important part of this team next to jelly walker but the way I, mean, I felt. Oh, go ahead. Well, no, no. I'm so glad you brought up KJ because honestly, like we know Jelly, like we we know Eric Gang, like these guys are good. But if you look at almost like a game game by game, like I think KJ KJ Buffin is arguably the most consistent player on this team. And like, because you yes. know when Jelly struggled, I mean I know Jelly, you know, hit a lot of free throws towards the end of the UTEP game, and it you know made the stats look a lot better but i mean 
you look at KJ, like what he's done for this team this year, and we know he did a good job last year, but this year, like he has kind of found his role and just he's brought so much confidence to this team this year. And, you know, I, I think Andy has mentioned this, you know, post game, you know, a bunch this year, you know, the respect that he has for KJ Buffin and, I'm just glad you brought that up because it all, we, we love to talk about the Jelly Show. We love to talk about the Eric Gaines Show, you know, and I led it off with, you know, talking about Butter Johnson. But, I mean, it really is guys like KJ that kind of make this team go. Yes, because defense travels, travels. You know, offense, especially if you're a guy like Jelly that really depending on finding space and getting open for a jump shot because Jelly's not big. And so you can't count on him to always go to the rim. He's as physical as he can be at his stature, but a lot of it is going to, you know, it depends on the jumper. If it's not going, it's not going. And sometimes, you know, you just need more to offer. Now, thankfully, Jelly has a good handle, and he's a good passer as well, so he can facilitate. But defense always travels. Rebounding always travels, no matter if your offensive game is going or not. And KJ Buffin, and you're talking about consistency. We don't win a lot of these games if we don't have him. His versatility, his physical, his ability to be physical with any position, and to his athleticism. Like it, it's traveled each and every game. It's been the most consistent thing um, on this team. So he is a very, very crucial part to what we want to do defensively. And offensively. And um, I think it was important that you tip game because they were very, very physical. Yes. I'm talking about for, the, for most of the, yeah, for, for, for most of that game, they were more physical than us. They uh they made the game ugly because we're a very dynamic team. We like to get up and down, shoot. We kind of like Showtime Lakers. We want to shoot. We want to be fast-paced. They weren't going to win like that. They knew that. They had big guards. You know, they had some wing guys. They're not particularly the most skilled guys. Like, they don't, they're, they're not the most skilled team in shooting. Um, it's not pretty basketball, like ball handling. And they run sets. I think, I think the coach does a good job of running sets to, you know, get guys off stagger screens and blah, blah, blah. That's how they score, you know, and, you know, hopefully if they shoot a jump shot, they go in, but they're going to make it ugly. They're going to draw fouls or they're, they're going to get an offensive foul. They're going to get in there and battle for offensive rebounds like they did all game. They're going to push you. They're going to pry at you. And they were able to make that game ugly. And honestly, they put themselves in a good position to win the game, but I, we needed a, a game like that. We needed a game against a physical team because that's where we're gonna that's what we're gonna face when we face north texas yes just physical get in there you're gonna have to dive on the ball you're gonna have to really want it more and then once you once you show them that you can play that way as well then you can get up and down the court like i can beat you at your game and my game and um so shout out to you know utip and um the coach he was able to really enact his plan on what he wanted to do but I feel like we just made one more play than they did. And um, shout out to Coach AK and the, and the coaching staff because we were able to be more resilient. It was ugly. Couldn't hit shots. I mean, Jelly at one point, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> we depend on Jelly so much for offense, though. He has to keep shooting. 
Yeah. You know, so for good, bad, or ugly, he kept shooting. And then toward the end, they started going in, you know, <laughs> for, for whatever that's worth. So, hey, he was shooting. It was ugly. They weren't going in. He started pressing. You can tell he was just trying to get to us. He just wanted one to go. And um, sometimes when you start pressing on offense like that, just trying to get shots up, it, it gets uglier for you. Thank, thank God, you know, he was able to get to the free throw line, see some go in. And we needed those. Uh, but, yeah, it was Butter Johnson on offense that was able to pull us through. And it was an ugly win, but it was a win much needed because of where what we are trying to do in this conference. In your opinion, would you say that uh, UTEP was the uh, most physical team that UAB's faced this year? Outside oh, yeah. maybe West Virginia? Or, shoot, maybe even more physical than West Virginia was with us. I think, I think they were more physical than West Virginia. I think... West Virginia was just West Virginia was physical physical because of they they recruit they had better talent and so they just had better players and they, they had were big better too, right like yeah I they think. were they were big like they were truly just like a big team on the, on the wings at the guard they were a big physical team that's just how they play and they play and they'll be able to play that way with any type of team not just with a G five team. They were they were a big P five basketball team, especially on the wings and on the guards, you know. Um, so they were able to put their size on Jilly and Eric and just make a difference. To where UTEP wasn't UTEP was a big team on the on the guard as a guard in the wings position, but they weren't as fast or as quick. They were definitely not as skilled as far as shooting and ball handling. Like definitely not what West Virginia was, but they just played like they. They played like they knew that they didn't have that in their bag. They played like a team that don't have any receivers, but they got a good running back and a physical offensive line. You're like an hour. <laughs> if I can, if I can think of anybody in the NCAA football that they represented, it was Iowa. UTEP was Iowa. It was just ugly, but hey, they can get it done. And um, yeah, I do think they were more physical than West Virginia. Um, well, obviously, positives out of this UTEP game. Obviously, UAB got the win. UAB forced a season-high 25 turnovers. Mm. That was a plus. Without that, I mean, with all the shots UAB was missing, Thursday night, without that, you don't have a shot in this game. And then, obviously, you know, we've talked about Buddha Johnson and K.J. Buffin. Um, some of the negatives from this game, obviously, 36.4% from the floor, shooting not good at all. It's a season low. Also a season low in double overtime, 57 points. UAB scored a season low, 57 points in the game against UTEP. And this game went to double overtime. Um, just a couple more things. Uh, UAB with a season low, 10 assists in the whole game. Like, just ugly. Like, balls <laughs> were just bouncing the, everywhere, you, you know. Like, just it, it, it almost seemed like the team was off. Like, I came close to tweeting this out, like, <laughs> uh, towards the end of the regulation until UAB got it together. But I, I almost made the tweet. I was like, this is the ugliest UAB's looked all year. And that's including two losses, you know, at West Virginia and a neutral uh, side against Toledo. Like, UAB just looked very unlike UAB you, for, you know, for, for an Andy Kennedy team. Like, it just looked off. Like, I don't know what the deal was. I know – you know, it's continuing to hurt the team without Ladarius uh, Brewer. 
Um, but hopefully he'll be back for the FAU game. But just just look ugly, you know, and to have a season-low 10 assists, just, just not good Blazer basketball. And also, really, I should have led with this. UAB was out-rebounded by UTEP 53-39. to When's the last time UAB got whooped on the boards like that, Darren? I can't even yeah. remember the last time. Like, that is just getting out-physical, like, just – just ugly. But, hey, the positive, you know, UAB got the dub. And, Darren, like you mentioned earlier, this is good for this UAB team. UAB can learn from it and, you know, take that into hopefully Boca Raton this Thursday, hopefully against North Texas later on. Like, like this is something that you can definitely – UAB can definitely learn from. And, you know, the good thing, UAB didn't lose. So, things are still alive for the Blazers. Yeah, I'm glad that we were able to finish the game against against all odds. We were able to show ourselves something that you know we didn't have to go through that. Like we haven't we haven't been through that. I mean, um, this this season this year, um, we had to go through that slugfest, and we was able to come out on the on that side of a of a four win of a slugfest, and that's not our style. But it was just a good. It was a good test. From a good team, a good physical, well-coached team, not the most skilled team, not the most talented team, but just well-coached and physical, and that's it. And we were able to win that game, probably a game that we didn't deserve to win, honestly, because how? Not at all. <laughs> no, but we we won it. We won it. So um, it was important that we won that, especially with all the implications. I mean, we can talk about UTSA, but honestly – Nah, we we ain't gonna say much on UTSA. Yeah, we're gonna bring it up maybe a minute or two, but yeah, let, let me tell you what I gotta say about you. UTSA is not a good team. Think about what they are in football. Oh, it's the oh hey you you <laughs> Vanderbilt in basketball. Well, well, no, they got five. Yeah, Vanderbilt got five ones this year, so that's a, who, who's a who's a good comparison. Like they are, like I, I know we've got some UTSA fans that listen to the show. Like Roadrunner, do you guys even care about basketball? Like they can't. You have got to start caring heading into the AAC, or you are going to be the bottom, like the bottom of the bottom. Dog, it's bad. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's really bad. Like, I, I'm I'm pretty sure they they could they would be like the third or fourth like swag team. Man, I tell you, I was, there's some swag teams that would beat them. Like, this no, like bad. for real, didn't they get beat by a swag? T- who got beat by a swag team? Uh, I, probably, I know. Uh, I think no, it wasn't. Who was it? It was a swag team that beat a couple FBS teams. I think they they beat Vanderbilt or somebody. But oh, I don't know. But UTSA, like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> we're not we're not even gonna get it. UAB wins ninety to sixty seven. Basically, whatever we said about the UTEP game, kind of flip it the opposite. So, you know, Jelly hit seven three pointers. I mean, he led the way with thirty one points. UAB shot eleven to twenty one from three. So, uh, hey, Eric Gaines eighteen point six rebounds. Um, UTSA <laughs> just they just it's not there. Like you would just see them standing there, like just letting Jelly like. I mean, does this team even care? Like, I, I'm like, not nitpick on UTSA. Like, I know they're bad. UTSA fans know they're bad, but they got to get it together heading to the AAC. Or they're, I mean, they, this is gonna be it's bad. Like, it's unacceptable. Yeah, it's really, it's it's really like, dog. I know you. I know you guys aren't this bad. I know you guys have more talent in that area that you, you can be able to recruit from. Like, 
Y'all can get a lot of JUCO guys that's better than what they put now. I don't know if it's the coach or if it's the players, but it's it might be both. Probably but it's both. bad. And um I need if UTSA care about basketball like they do football, they have the potential to be good. It's a good program. We we know what they can bring over there. Like, come on now. So with that being said, we can move on to FAU. <laughs> Yes. Well, one more thing I did want to say from the UTSA game, uh, Jelly Walker uh, scored his 1,000th point as a UAB Blazer in the first half, uh, and that was just his 47th game at UAB. So he actually became the fastest player in Blazer basketball history to reach 1,000 points um, at UAB. Um, you know, at UAB, uh, Robert Baden, uh, Baden was the uh, led the way before, uh, but he did it in 50, 50 games. So oh, Jelly cool. able to do it in 47 games. But, yeah, with that being said, let's just move on to uh, – so, hey, congrats to Jelly. Uh, UTSA, get it together. Um, I'm going to be very interested to see if we have any UTSA comments on this podcast. Probably not because um, I know they – I mean, if you're a UTSA fan, wouldn't you have checked out by now on basketball? Like, you're you looking at recruiting rankings for football. I mean, I know they <laughs> killed it in rankings for football for recruiting rankings. So, yeah, you, you probably checked out already for basketball. Yeah, they ain't thinking about basketball, so – all right, well, big game Thursday night uh, in Boca as UAB travels to FAU, 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. The game is going to be televised on ESPN+, Plus, but hey, FAU 12-1, 2-0 in Conference USA play. UAB 12-2, 3-0 in Conference USA play. I mean, this is a huge game for both of these programs, um, but, I mean, this is a quad one opportunity for UAB. Like, if UAB can get it done... I mean, this like like I mentioned earlier at the start of this episode, like FAU has a better net ranking than West Virginia does right now. Like FAU is currently ranked, uh, I just added up number eleven in the net rankings. UAB's at sixty, but if UAB can get this done, that is a quad one opportunity, and the only other quad one uh, opportunity UAB has had thus far into the season was uh, at West Virginia, and we know. That didn't get to, that didn't go uh, as well as UAB fans would hope, but it's a big game. And as I mentioned earlier, I hope Ladarius Brewer is back. You know, he had that broken bone in his hand. Hopefully, he will be back for FAU uh, this Thursday night. Um, but I mean, this this just doesn't get any bigger. Like it, it's a quad one opportunity. Is a conference USA game. Like this is. I expect that gym is going to be packed out. Thursday night for FAU Arena. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be pretty packed out. I expect that. I expect a, you know, raunchous crowd. Um, But I expect our guys to be up for the challenge. I'm pretty sure that they look forward to this game. Um, Who wouldn't? You can't help but to look forward, especially when you got UTSA right there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't even uh, this. I was just being real. And um, I, I think this this team is going to be interesting because I I know a lot of times this year we have struggled with um like physical teams on the wing like yes we do have Trey Jemison but even he sometimes um was that the center from um I believe was that Charlotte you know sometimes you can get into Trey you know and it's, if if it's one on one he's He's a good help defender and uh, shot blocking. He's good most of the time at holding his holding his weight down there. But if you get a good guy that can got some skill to him, they can get into him and be physical with him. But 
this team is like, like they play a lot like us. So stylistically, what they bring isn't the, the physicalness, the the big guys on the wing and stuff that we struggle with. They they are very guard heavy. Now they have a big seven one center in the middle, but they start four guards alongside of him. And um and they like to get up and down. They like to get in transition. They can shoot the ball well. I think the best quality about their team is they're very deep. They they go they go like five, six guys into their bench, like legit playing time. And these guys can come in and they got a clip on them. They can they come in and they can shoot. You know, and um it's impressive to see a team in, in NCAA men's ball to be that deep and they can trust they can trust. I think that's the the it's so stylistically they play like us, but personnel wise, you know, we kind of like three or four. Hopefully, Ladarius Brewer's back. That way, we we're legit four deep. With um, if his brother Ty still starts, that's Ladarius Brewer. That's Butter Johnson. That's uh, Javian Davis. And I know sometimes we're able to go to we are able to go to Tony Tony. I feel like I'm missing somebody else off that man. I know who you're missing, and this is a guy that's kind of. I mean, I love his play, but he's been kind of non-existent lately, and that's Taven Lovin. Like, yeah, yeah, Taven Lovin. Last, huh? These last few games, though, like I feel like I don't know what's going on, but something's going on with Lovin, and I hope that he, you know, is just kind of saving his best basketball for now, and hopefully he'll get going from here on out. But yeah, he, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Lovin, but he's, you know, he missed a dunk a couple of games ago. I think that was the Charlotte game. He missed a dunk, and he's just. I don't know what the deal is, um, but hopefully we'll get him going uh, starting this Thursday. Yeah, hopefully we can get him going. This would be a good team to get it going against. With they are very scrappy on defense. Um, now coming off the bench, they do have some wing guys and stuff with some size, but they're still mostly guard centric. And um, yeah, I think if we this would be a good team to get Taven going on because he can he can use his size, his physicalness. He can He's a get down. too. He can get it to the basket. Yeah. Right. And he he can get downhill, and um he can draw some contact, get to the line against this team. I think he I think he can just be stronger, bigger, more athletic than a lot of the guards that'll be guarding him this game. So hopefully we can get him going. Hopefully we can have Ladarius back and we can kind of match the firepower. I think they are much deeper than we are. But if we get Ladarius back, at least that's a, another good body, a good player that we get, not just a player, a good player. Because sometimes I feel like Tony Tony is still finding himself, especially offensively. Like um, he he brings a lot of energy. He's very athletic, and sometimes he's good defensively. Like sometimes he can he has all the tools and the potential. Like Tony Tony is very athletic. He's built like a tank, and um, he has a lot of energy. Sometimes he just finds himself out of position um, defensively, and um, he can get beat by sometimes just, you know, just I don't know if it's like not understanding the scheme all the way, but he has all the tools, and offensively, you can tell he's still kind of trying to find himself because he can shoot and knock down shots sometimes, but that's not really his game. So what is he as a guard? You know, sometimes if you're a guard, not without a, a stroke on you to shoot, you kind of get stuck in between. So uh, sometimes we're able to dive into him or not, but Ladarius is very skilled. He's a three-level scorer. He's not the athlete that Tony Tony is, but he's definitely like 
mentally, you know, he's older, senior. He, he's been through the wars. He can he can pull up. Every I, I can tell you what, when every time Ladarius Brewer shoot, I feel good, especially if he's wide open. They leave him open for three. You mm-hmm. feel like it's going in, you know. And um, he's a guy that we can really use six five. Hopefully he's back. But this FAU team is gonna. It's stylistically, man. I, I I expect I expect this the winning team to have at least eighty points and up. Um, I think it's gonna be a fast game, getting up and down the court. So I think it's all about details. Who who whoever wins this game is gonna be a team that pays attention to the details. That's gonna be able to impose their will. Um, with I I think like. I think Jelly and then some of their guards are going to be able to get off and do their thing. But it's going to be like, will we be able to get Eric Gaines going? Will turnovers be limited? Will we rebound the ball? You know, will Trey Jemison and KJ Buffin get in there and rebound along with Javion Davis and, and Ty Brewer and all those bigs? Can they get in there and be physical and rebound? Those little details, I wasn't going to, not the flashy plays. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, everything you said about FAU, I agree with. You know, really good guard play. Uh, they really don't make a lot of mistakes, and they don't really turn the ball over a whole lot, um, especially at home. Uh, very efficient on the offense and defensive side. Um, you look at their Ken Palm rankings, they're in the 50s for uh, offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. Um, I mean, <laughs> they're ranked 35 in Ken Palm. UAB's at 51. Uh, these teams are very similar. What scares me, Darian, about this game, though, is that this is only UAB's second true road game of the year. You know, in the other game at West Virginia, and we know how that went. You know, UAB turned the ball over a lot in that game. Like, I just, I just hope we don't see the same thing, you know, what we saw in Morgantown happen again in Boca. And I don't think it will. Because I do think this team, that this UAV team has grown since then. Um, and, you know, especially coming off the UTEP game, giving them some momentum. Like, hey, if we if we play the worst, you know, if we can't make a shot, we've got – if Jelly if Jelly's not hitting, we've got some other guys that can step up. And especially if we can get Ladarius Brewer back. I, I think maybe Ladarius Brewer could have played UTSA, um, but I just think they're kind of holding him back, um, just making sure he's ready. Um, hopefully he's practicing this week leading up to Thursday night's game. Get him in there because I think when you have Ladarius Brewer on the court, that is another guy like, like Darren, like you just mentioned earlier. Like when you see him with a wide open shot opportunity, most of the time he's going to hit that shot. And especially beyond the arc at the three point, UAB needs somebody else other than Jelly, to step up and be more of a consistent three-point shooter. And I think, you know, before he got hurt, I think Ladarius Brewer was that guy. Now, we know Eric Gaines can make the three, too, and he's, you know, done very well lately. But I think Brewer was, you know, those games that we saw earlier in the season in person, I mean, we we both kind of commented, Darian, that, hey, Ladarius Brewer is going to be one of those guys that's going to be proven to knock down those three-point opportunities. Right, and I think with the improvement of air games, as you just mentioned, with him shooting the ball the way he's been shooting, the emergence of Butter Johnson, and he's able to shoot. If we can add Ladarius to that mix, and you know what, KJ and Ty hit their shots here and there, I think that's what this team really needs because 
I think the key to this game is like who's going to speed up who. We talked about the physicality. We talked about the rebounds and the and the turnover battle, but who's going to be able to speed up who? Because even though even though they don't have big guards, neither we don't have big guards. So you would think, and we've played against a bevy of big guards, and we've been able to win those games. But I'm thinking about with their small, scrappy play on the perimeter. Will they be able to speed us up? Will they be able to get us to make mistakes? I think that'll be important. I'm pretty sure that's going to be their game plan to kind of get us going because sometimes we can get going and we get a little flashy and we throw the ball away. Will they be able to speed us? Because they're not going to be able to be physical and out-physical us because we're like the same size. Um, And I think that gives Eric Gaines uh an advantage especially out there on the perimeter because he's going to be more athletic than most of the teams most of the people we play anyway so the only way to counter that is with size you don't have the size advantage on him he can jump the dude can jump he can get physical he's just quick he's going to be the best athlete on the floor most of the time um so i wonder if he's going to be able to get downhill get going if we can get Tavon loving off the bench can he get down here can he get in the lane and get going Will we be able to get the the, uh, the big center? Can we get him in tra- foul trouble? I think it's going to be about enforcing our will, not being sped up by their guards who are scrappy defenders. No, don't let that. Get them in foul trouble. Get their center in foul trouble. Get some and ones. Flex on them. Scream in their face. You know, and then and then get going from the perimeter. That's what I would try to do against this team. No doubt. I, I agree. Um, just a couple of players uh, for Blazer fans to watch on the other side for FAU. Two of those guards that we we're talking about, Elijah Martin uh, and Michael Forrest. Elijah Martin's averaging 13 and a half points per game, 6'2", 210, sophomore. Uh, Forrest averaging 11 and a half points per game, uh, 6'1", 174, senior. But of course, and, that big seven foot guy in the middle, Golden, uh, 7'1", 240. Uh, so, and, and you have right. faced him before, yeah. Though those two guards you yeah. mentioned, I think both of those guys come off the bench. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, because might be I think, right. Yeah, you might be right. I think because I, I watched that uh, North Texas game. I oh, think God Mike, bless you for watching that game. I was not <laughs> about to watch. After looking at that box score, I was like, there ain't no way in hell I'm watching that game. It wasn't like, the most aesthetic, aesthetically pleasing game. With both I'm, teams combined for like what was it, six or sixty from three? I'm like, okay, no, <laughs> I'm good, man. It wasn't, it wasn't aesthetically pleasing. It wasn't like the most exciting game to watch, but it wasn't. It was a good game to watch to get in, in, info on personnel and stuff like that. And, I, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe Michael Forrest. Michael Forrest might have started. I'm not sure, but I know Elijah Martin came off the bench. You were correct. Both of them came off the bench. And that is so impressive when you can have firepower like that coming off of the bench. That's mm-hmm. dangerous because a lot of times you see a lot of teams when when that main guy go to bench, the main scorer, you're like, oh, can they hold on? Can they tread water while such and such is catching his breath? Right. Wow. You know, but they have they, but that's not that's not it. They have a lot of guys coming out for that bench. They're very deep, and that's impressive. They they go to that bench. They don't have a a fall off so and, and stylistic stylistically we're very different we we're like we lean on Eric Gaines we lean on Jelly Walker a lot but I think with the return hopefully of Ladarius Brewer and the emergence of Ephraim Johnson Butter Johnson I think 
we'll be able to at least match up with them somewhere in the dip category. And real quick, too, I do have that box score pulled up from the North Texas FAU game. Um, FAU shot three, three of 23 from beyond the arc, three-point. North Texas shot at three of 22. So both of those uh. teams were 13% uh, from, from the three-point line. But you look at the regular field goal percentage, FAU 16 of 52 for just 30%. Uh, North Texas 18 of 53 for 34%. And look, I know how North Texas plays. We've seen it. It is the most boring basketball <laughs> but I've ever watched. But, I mean, and you you really look like – I, I'll be honest. Like, I, I did not go watch any of that North Texas game because I was not going to subject myself to that. But you look at the box score, Darian, and you, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but look at the free throws. Like, FAU got to the line 20 times as opposed to North Texas only getting to the line nine times, and they hit 15 of those 20. And what was the final score, 50 to 46? Like – because both and, of the teams, and, yeah. And honestly, North Texas should have won that game. FAU went on, FAU went on a, like a 13-0 run at the end to finish that game. And it was crazy because it was like North Texas seemed like they were in control and were going to win it. And, you know, that's what happens when you – sometimes when you play that, that, that ugly brand of basketball and you don't – because you don't have the offensive talent but you got superior defensive talent, sometimes you just – Go cold, and those guys went cold, and they credit the FAU for defending them, but they they went cold, and you know FAU guys were able to hit layups here and there, hit shots here and there, and next thing you know, you saw them they had a lead and they won the game on the road, so it was an impressive. We had an impressive and good team win. They had an impressive and good team win, and um, I honestly don't think that's a game they should have won. <laughs> Just like we shouldn't have won the game, so exactly. Uh, but both teams were able to find a way to win. So you exactly. Gotta credit. Yeah, you got to credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see this game. This is a very we had this one highlighted um, all year. Um, this is going to be very important, and um, I really want to see us. I was bummed out when we lost to that when we lost to that bum ass Toledo team. I was bummed oh, out. That loss is continuing, man. Like, Toledo is just not a good team. I was bummed out losing to a good West Virginia team. So, this is another opportunity. I think this is one we need to seize, and and um, I think we can. No doubt. Well, let's go ahead and get into those predictions, Darian. Um, well, obviously, my main key to the game is just rebounding. Please just out-physical FAU, crash the boards. If you miss some three-pointers, hey – Trey Jemison, KJ, guys down low, David, uh, Javion David, get, get, find a way to get the rebound and get second chance opportunities. That's going to be huge in this ball game. Force FAU to be a little uncomfortable. I know they're very efficient on offense. They don't turn the ball over a lot, but kind of run some full court press, try and make them uncomfortable. Um, but Darian, I think somehow, someway, UAB is able to get both of those things done, and they pull out of both out of FAU Arena with a 75-73 win. What, what's your what's your read on this game? Um, yeah, the same thing. It's going to be a lot about rebounds, rebounds, rebounds. Don't get sped up. Let's see. Ooh, this is going to be a hard one. I think you I just think- said said you was going to be in the 80s, so you've got a little more high scoring than I Yeah, do. so I think I think the winning team will have to score 80. 
Um, so I got I got us good guys eighty one FAU seventy seven. Nice, nice. And hey, this would be such a big win for UAB. Like it's kind of what I believe Andy Kennedy said in his post game presser uh, from the UTSA game. It's like just all about taking that next step. They know they're a good team. U- UAB knows they're a good team. But can you take that next step and get an elite win on the road in conference play, nonetheless? Like, just try, it's just all about taking baby steps. Just try to take that next step, get to 13 and 2, increase that net wrecking, increase your Kim uh, Palm rating. And hey, the way Conference USA is playing right now, you've got FAU, UAB, North Texas. West, well, no, not Western Kentucky. I don't know what the hell is going on over uh, <laughs> in Bowling Green, and we're not going to get into that. But um, also Charlotte. Charlotte's playing some good basketball. And Middle Tennessee's, um, you know, pretty good, too. Like, the top of Conference USA is really good right now as long as these teams keep winning outside of when they play each other. But if they keep winning the games they're supposed to win, Conference USA might be able to squeak two teams into the big dance in March if, if things fall the way they should and for UAB an opp- another opportunity we didn't think we'd get another opportunity but to have another opportunity at a quad one win hey if UAB can get this get this done this is going to be huge for Andy Kennedy and this team yeah very huge just we need to show that we can beat a, an elite team and especially on a road Especially oh, when yes. we're going to see later on in conference, it's it's important. We need to we need to show that we're the if this the opportunity to show that we're the alphas of this league, of conference USA, and that I believe this is the route to to be a to be a league is to like one team has to really show that hey, we're here, we're the team to beat, and um, we want to be that team. We want to be the one that says okay, UAB is in. Now another team can get in maybe if they win the conference tournament. You know, if they win the conference tournament, they can get in. But UAB isn't in with or without the conference tournament. That's what that's what I want us to be. I want us to by time I want us to go into the conference tournament being a top twenty five team, hopefully top twenty. Um, and not even going, have to sweat about winning the thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, by going undefeated by beating North Texas twice twice by beating. FAU twice and UTEP twice and Charlotte twice and Rice. Like, we got some good teams in this league. So, um, hopefully, this is just, um, the first opportunity to show that we have found our identity offensively and defensively and that um, this is who we are. We're going to be the alphas going forward. No doubt. And, guys, with this game being such an important game uh, for UAB, Darian and I are planning to do an instant reaction show after the FAU game Thursday night. So, again, if you're not subscribed to the Blazer Victory podcast, make sure you are subscribed to us on a platform to where you don't have to, you know, worry about finding it. You're just going to get that next episode in your podcast feed. So, Darian, I look forward to uh, seeing you Thursday night, and hopefully we can uh, celebrate a Blazer victory come Thursday Uh night. Yes, sir, brother. I look forward to it. I'll probably get up with you and we can watch the game together. Let's go. All right, Darren, you want to go ahead and close us out, buddy? All right, let's go ahead. Get us a big win coming up. Blazer Nation, let's ride. Let's ride.